0: What's going on, YouTube? It's your boy DJ Scanless here. And we're back with another hip-hop episode of Scanless Talk. For this one, we're going to break down an article on O4L online network about Big Daddy Kane working with Tupac Shakur. Let's get it. The hip-hop pioneer Big Daddy Kane recently spoke about the time he recorded with Tupac. And this was a recent interview he did with the YouTube channel Takeover Files. He talks about how he collaborated and made music with him as well. The influential Juice Crew rapper recorded two songs with Tupac, entitled Wherever You Are and Too Late Player. Johnny J produced both of these songs, and they were recorded at Can A.M. Studios. On March 16, 1996, Tupac and Big Daddy Kane attended the Tyson and Bruno fight at damn MGM Grand. And I believe this is the time where Tupac recorded the song called Road to Glory, as well as This Ain't Livin'. Road to Glory was Mike Tyson's entrance song for this fight. Mike Tyson was awarded the victory in round two via technical knockout, which will consequently bring down the curtain on Bruno's career. Throughout the boxing match, Tupac and Big Daddy Kane talked about working together. With the fight finishing prematurely, Suge Knight suggested jumping back on the plane to California to work. They went to Can A.M. Studios, where they recorded vocals for Wherever You Are and Too Late Player. Too Late Player also featured Danny Boy, Nutso, and MC Hammer on the track. This was also around the time that Tupac was helping MC Hammer record for his unreleased Death Row album called Too Tight. Tupac gave MC Hammer the song Unconditional Love, and you can find that in Tupac's voice as well as MC Hammer's. And he also recorded a song called Too Tight which he eventually gave to MC Hammer to record as well, and that song is still on release. And he also wrote many other MC Hammer songs that we have yet to hear called Make It Rain On Him and other songs like that. So Tupac was pretty much trying to establish MC Hammer as a mainstream rap artist again through his label, Machiavelli Records and Death Row. Now it's unclear if MC Hammer would have signed to Death Row East or Machiavelli, or if he would have just stayed on Death Row Records. My guess would be he would have probably went under Tupac on Machiavelli Records an in interview with takeover files big daddy kane reveals that the hook was reserved for snoop Dogg. now if you heard the song it's actually an unreleased song called wherever you are featuring Tubak and big daddy kane and the opening verse is by big daddy kane then it has just a little gap where the course is supposed to be but no one ever actually laid down their vocals it has Tubak on verse two and then it has big daddy kane on verse three with Tubak cutting in and cutting out and then going back to big daddy kane to finish the track so around this time this was before the One Nation Machiavelli sessions, but well after the All Eyes On Me sessions. Around this time, Tupac was working on several albums called 100% Black Gold as well as Me Against the World Part Two. So it's unclear which album this song would have went for, because after the Machiavelli album, Tupac wanted to release a One Nation album with artists such as Bootcamp Click, Spice One, Cocaine, Outkast, Nas, and Mary J. Blige and other East Coast rappers a lot of fans thought this would be the perfect track to throw on there, but through all the hammering track lists that we have, Wherever You Are doesn't appear on any one of them. But it's kind of crazy because the estate should have went and had the whole One Nation album reproduced, not remixed, but just the beats enhanced. I think if they would have threw on this track on there, as well as had Smile and Thug Love as lead singles, the One Nation album could have been a great album moving on he says stoop dog however didn't make it on a song we was in vegas hanging out at the tice fight we just all flew back to la to cut some songs stoop dog was supposed to jump on the hook but he left early that night so he never got the chance to but even without the hook it still came out real hot you know all right so let's actually check out a clip here it's just everybody that you work with man so tell me about that experience that studio session with tupac um oh well we was in we was in vegas hanging out um for a Tyson fight and we just um, flew back to LA to um, cut some songs and, you know, we went in and did something and it came out hot, you know, um, like Snoop was supposed to jump on the hook, but um he had left early that night, so he never got a chance to, but I mean, but even with, without his um hook, um, it still came out real hot, you know. And here's a clip of the actual song. Whether rapping scrap and nigga get smashed on they motherfucking back. Or to kill and even harder to stop. Watch Kane and Pop drop the show shot. Tell them motherfuckers. Here's how let me the to put the cash in the hand, so that I can spend the grand Avenger against the man, So what are your guys' thoughts on this? It's such a classic song, has a great sample. Tupac Kane going back and forth, all I really needed was a new hook. I thought like someone like Nate Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Mark Morrison, or G-Money, that was on the Do for Love original, and the Young Nigga song. I think those singers would have worked really well on here. Maybe even Montel Jordan. I never really envisioned Snoop Dogg on here, so that's actually news to me. But since it's still unreleased, I would love to see this on the album. Maybe they could get Snoop Dogg to add some vocals on here and release it on the album with such songs like Reincarnation, Street Life, If There's a Cure, and Ride For Me. In other news, do you guys remember that Tupac movie that came out in 2003 that was narrated in its own voice? Well, there's a recent article on O4L online network. The title here reads, The Time When Eminem Wrote Tupac's Mother a Heartfelt Letter. Over the years, Eminem has always been a huge Tupac supporter. Eminem has gone on to produce many songs for Tupac after his passing, as well as produce an entire album called Loyal to the Game. Not many can say that, if any. Along with his musical contributions to the Tupac legacy, Eminem also wrote a finished Shakur a heartfelt letter praising her son, Tupac. The 2003 documentary, titled Tupac Resurrection, presents the life of music icon Tupac Shakur. It uses interviews, personal photographs, and home videos to tell the story of one of the most important voices of the 21st century. And this film was released on November 14th, 2003 in conjunction with Paramount Pictures and MTV Films. And this is a very unique documentary because it's one of the only documentaries that's completely narrated by the person that's deceased. And what they did was use a whole bunch of vocals from various interviews slice them together, really. Now, some of it was edited and pieced together, but that was really just to give the movie a normal flow. Throughout the movie, Tupac talks about his thoughts and ideas exploring poems and lyrics that have been consequently scrutinized by the media. Appearing in theaters for five weeks, earned $7.8 million as of 2008, making it the 21st highest-grossing documentary film in the United States. Also, they released a book as well as a soundtrack to the film. Now, soundtrack had already released songs throughout Box life, as well as from Still I Rise Out, Secrets of War, and stuff like that, as well as three songs that Eminem remixed, Ghost, One Day at a Time, and Run it. And this is a pretty great soundtrack, I just wish they would have used more unreleased cuts or various alternate versions that have extra Tupac vocals and maybe a slightly different beat because there's a lot of different demo versions as well as alternate takes as well that have different lyrics maybe has a different beat or is missing different elements of the beat and makes it sound totally different Dear Mama has a totally different version and that would have been brilliant to use some of those songs on this soundtrack also this article goes on to say that MTV used clips of the Tabitha Soren interview that Tupac did back in 1995 And the full version finally got released on their YouTube channel this year in 2019. The only bits and pieces that were missing of it is when Tupac is in the weight room doing the other half of the interview, and that version hasn't been released in full yet. So moving on down here, we have the actual letter. Eminem will also share how Tupac was a big inspiration to him, and how influential that has been in his career. Colin Pac one of the greatest songwriters that ever lived, Eminem tells of how he, above all, connected to him and studied him. So right here we have this letter that he wrote with Fini Shakur. And this was around the time that he just got the songs to actually remix for the Loyal to the Game album. And it reads, Dear Fini, Sorry if it looks a little sloppy. I could have done a little better if I had the right pencils. Instead, I had to draw it in pen. Plus, I just kind of got the thought of the idea a little too late. But I've been drawing since I was 10. I thought that you might like it. Anyways, thank you for always being so kind to me. You are a true queen. I mean that in every sense of the word. I will never forget the opportunities you have given me. You will always be in my heart, my thoughts, and my prayers. As I said before, you have no idea how much your son and his music inspired not only the hip-hop world, but speaking for myself has inspired my whole career. He was and still is the true definition of a soldier. When I was feeling at my worst before fame, before Dre, I knew I could put that Tupac tape in, and suddenly things weren't so bad. He gave me the courage to stand up and say, fuck the world. This is who I am, and if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Thank you for giving us his spirit and yours. God bless you. Love, Marshall. And the opportunities that he means is producing those songs for the Resurrection soundtrack as well as Loyal to the Game. Now, Loyal to the Game gets a lot of flack from diehard fans because they're used to the way that Tupac recorded the music and the certain samples that he used. Eminem totally flipped all the songs, totally remixed them all, and he slowed down Tupac so drastically on a lot of tracks that it sounded unnatural. And such songs that like Crooked Nigga 2, he made Tupac sound way too fast and also every song was missing vocals you can find like Thug for Life the original version has more vocals on each verse as well as the hook is not so repetitive as well as the original beat. Now I love the beats that Eminem actually did for the album but for me it already feels like he already made the beats and he'll just try to take Tupac's vocals to fit the beat rather than building a beat around Tupac's vocals in the pace of the original songs. And you can see this because every song is slowed down or fast enough. And if he would have built around the vocals, then the vocals wouldn't have sound as distorted. It would have been crystal clear like you would have heard on Still I Rise, Better Days, Are You Still Down, Until Then and Time. But Eminem was going through a lot of substance abuse problems around this time, around 2003, 2004. So I think if you got the album around 2000 or maybe 2009 to 2019, he would definitely do it totally different. And Get a Gospel is one of the best Tupac remixes ever created. The only problem with that is the vocals are so distorted, it makes Tupac sound like a 17-year-old kid, even though he sounded much deeper on the original version. Alright, so now we have another article here about DMX's new movie. Let's get it. The title reads here, DMX returns to the movies in an action-packed thriller. DMX is returning to the big screen, which sees him star alongside a familiar face. The Rough Riders rapper will be starring in a new movie called Beyond the Law, alongside Steven Seagal and Johnny Messner. Steven Seagal and DMX worked with each other back in 2001 on the movie Exit Wounds. But the plot of the movie is when former detective Frank Wilson, played by Messner, finds out about the murder of his son, he returns to his roots in the murky streets that he used to revel in. Armed, dangerous, risking everything, he encounters numerous obstacles and battles the local mob and a rather shady character criminal enforcer, played by Steven Seagal. DMX plays a veteran detective called Ray Munz. He teams up with Frank Wilson to help in the fight to see justice served. The return to the big screen comes just a month after DMX checked himself into rehab to help him recover from drink and drug addiction. In October, a statement posted on Robert's Instagram informed fans that he was taking action. In his ongoing commitment to putting family first and sobriety first, DMX checked himself into a rehab facility. And this goes on to say that DMX was found unconscious back in around 2016-2017 after suffering an asthma attack and police had to revive him several times. And here's an actual clip of the trailer. All right, guys, so what do you think about this article? What do you think about DMX coming back to the big screen? I'm kind of surprised that this is going on because we all know he had his run-ins with the law and constant drug abuse. And I think it really derailed his career. I think DMX could have been one of the great rappers and actors, mostly following Tupac's footsteps as being a diverse artist. I thought DMX was great in Cradle to the Grave and Next of Wounds. And it's kind of crazy that we didn't see him in other movies. I think he could have been like the 2000 version of Wesley Snipes. If he would have really stuck to acting. Hopefully this leads to a new DMX album. I would love for a new album to come out. I would also love a unreleased album of all his songs that he did with DJ Clue that wasn't on his official albums. It was just on soundtracks and on radio shows and stuff like that. As well as unreleased stuff from 1997 to the year 2004, 2005, 2006. Also, he you know, he could contact some YouTube DJs like me and Thug Theory and everyone else to remix some of his stuff. I think that would be kind of amazing too and i think that's what hip hop needs hip hop needs more rappers like dmx ice cube continuing to make music and showing that music needs a message all right guys so that's it for today's news this dj scan signing out peace out